It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again for Here's to Your Health, a joint production of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital serving patients in Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. And Here's to Your Health is also brought to you by the Green County Public Health Department, your trusted local public health authority celebrating 100 years of serving Green County. As we chat with Dr. Kevin Sherritt joining us this morning. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Hey, good morning, Roy. Never better. How are you? Well, doing well, and uh, good to talk with you again. Um, I would imagine uh, the thing that is on uh, most people's minds is a little bit what we talked about uh, before we went on the air this morning. Uh, Governor uh, DeWine announcing on Thursday kind of some timelines about uh, when uh, the vaccine will roll out and uh the hope uh, of each week being able to uh, start progressing to different age groups. Uh, but uh, no, nothing has went smoothly so far when it comes to the uh, rollout of this vaccine. And, and honestly, we're seeing that uh, on a national and local level as well. Um, that's right, Roy. And I don't want to get too entangled on all this because we could spend all our time talking about this. But just in general, this is how this system is, has been set up. The federal government... Uh, controls the vaccine. We have manufacturers, uh, BioNTech and Moderna, that are manufacturing the vaccine, along with Pfizer assisting BioNTech. And so they're manufacturing the vaccine. The federal government has bought large amounts of the vaccine, uh, I believe 200 million doses of the Moderna and 100 million doses of the, of the Pfizer-BioNTech. And, th- and those numbers may not be totally accurate. It may be more than that now. But anyway, hundreds of millions of doses, the federal government's Uh, purchased. The federal government has turned it over to the states on allocating those vaccines, and the federal government through the CDC has set up guidelines and recommendations that they have requested that the states follow to administer the vaccine. Some states, and, you know, some of the patients may be hearing about Florida or Texas, for example, and there are others, that the states have decided, you know, we're not going to follow the, the uh, CDC guidelines. It's just, you know, it's my understanding Florida, for example, anybody 65 or older can get the vaccine, uh, is eligible for the vaccine. What we're seeing, and again, my understanding, and I don't follow the news as closely as I'm sure many of the people listening do, but it, it's my understanding it's really created an issue that there's been, um, you know, places, for example, where there's, uh, you know, 300 vaccines and there's, you know, over 3,000, 5,000 people waiting in line for this vaccine and that they're waiting for days on end for the vaccine. So even though it's probably, you know, noble to think about opening it up for everybody, it's it's really created havoc in those states uh, that they've done that. So our uh, state government, our governor and, and the health department and those involved with the task force have decided to follow the CDC guidelines and, and also give providers some flexibility that if there's an individual that uh, might not meet the age requirement but has complicating health issues, can move towards front of the line. And so with that in mind, the vaccine rollout is for uh, a week from today, uh, next Monday to next Tuesday, and following those guidelines, anyone 80 years of age or older is eligible for this first phase, first wave, if you will, of vaccine. 
the government or the state uh, uh, health department and the, and the governor's office has really worked hard to outline a plan where the vaccine is spread equitably across the state because the concern is is that the uh, uh, limited amount of the vaccine that's coming could be really concentrated in metropolitan areas, if you will. You know, three or four of the larger cities in the state of Ohio could more than easily consume all the vaccine that we're getting. And so they really are working hard to make sure that the vaccine is spread as much as equitably as it can be throughout this, the state of Ohio. The challenge is, is that we know that we're not going to get the vaccine that we're requesting. We know that, you know, we can make a request, meaning the state of Ohio makes a request for the uh, vaccine for this first week. We don't know how much vaccine we're going to receive, and we don't know where it's going to, to land. And so, you know, the, the order has been put in, and it's been put in for these various locations. So the challenge at the state level is, is you know, making sure the vaccine gets spread out equitably and it doesn't just get concentrated in certain pockets in the state of Ohio. And the challenge is on the state level, knowing how much vaccine is going to be coming. On a local level, not everyone who's requested uh, to be providers of the vaccine has been granted that request. And those that have been granted the request to be providers of the vaccine have no idea how much vaccine they're getting. And so our large health networks, for example, and Kettering Health Network, uh, I know has vaccination sites that are being set up and being readied. And Kettering Health Network is preparing to be able to give 30,000 doses of vaccine right away. The problem is, is that we don't know how much vaccine we're going to receive and we don't know when it's coming. And so you definitely don't want to be in the position where you overpromise and underdeliver. We definitely don't want to be in a situation where we have large masses of people coming to get the vaccine and having to wait and, and creating all kinds of, of havoc and, and frankly, uh, risky uh, behavior for these individuals that are, uh, you know, elderly and compromised to begin with. We don't want a situation where people have to wait in long lines. So, again, without getting totally tangled up in it, I'm trying to paint the picture that people can see the challenges that we have for administering this vaccine. And so um, we're waiting to get final numbers on how many doses we're going to get and how it's going to be allocated. Uh, the state is doing everything they can to help us and to be helpful, but frankly, they don't know exactly. And so it's, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and placing an order and you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know when you're going to get it. And so I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just trying to be accurate so people understand what we're dealing with. We're simply, you know, because criticizing really isn't going to do anything. We're just simply trying to paint a picture of where we are right now as we chat with uh, Dr. Kevin Sheridan Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Now, last week, uh, the Biden administration uh, said that when they um, took office that they were going to release all doses. Right now, uh, or as of yesterday, the policy was that some of the doses were going to be held back so people would be guaranteed that they would get that second shot. Now, doctor, just this morning, the Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, has announced that the Trump administration is asking states to speed delivery of COVID-19 vaccine to people 65 and older, and that they are not going to hold back those doses that are basically in the freezer right now. So, well, that's good news. 
uh, and and we hope that that will kind of speed this up. You know, as you just kind of explained, we still need to get the infrastructure at the states taken care of, so we have people that can put these shots in these arms. That's exactly right, and so. The logistics of this is, is going to be difficult. I do believe that we're going to overcome it. I, I do believe that as time goes, this will work itself out, and certainly it comes down to um, the amount of vaccine available. Um, I read an article from uh, this morning early that uh, uh, highlighted West Virginia, and uh, uh, Governor Justice in West Virginia has been hailed as, as you know doing a good job with getting the vaccine rolled out and he was explaining how they've utilized the National Guard and other things they've done. But the thing is, West Virginia, a small state, has got a relatively small amount of vaccine, and it's not as been as, as big of a challenge giving fewer doses. Um, and so his comment was the, the, the biggest obstacle that, that he had was just not having the vaccine, not getting the vaccine. And so um, that's a challenge we're having. A lot of this will be overcome if we have the vaccine available to us to give. Uh, these health systems, uh, including our local health systems, um, really will do a great job getting the vaccine out if we have it. Uh, the problem is, is that we're not getting it uh, so far and, and we're not, we don't know how much we're gonna get. So again, the worst thing you can do is overpromise and under, under deliver. Right. And to say, hey, we've got vaccine only to find out, you know, that, that you don't. Um, so everybody's, you know, kind of uh, hesitant right now. Everybody's, you know, trying to be as uh, transparent and as accurate as we can be. Uh, people are seeing and reading, hey, if I'm over 80 years old this week, I can get the vaccine. Next week, if I'm over 75 years old, I can get the vaccine. And the reality is and, until we get the availability of the vaccine, there, there's not going to be many of us in those age groups getting the vaccine right off the bat. Now, it's not time to panic, and it's not time to get, uh, you know, to get salty over this. We have to all just realize that as soon as the vaccine becomes available, it's, it's going to be rolled out. Now, I want to make a comment here. There's some reporting that, gee whiz, the vaccine's out, and, you know, it's just not, it's not, uh, it's not being uh, administered. I can tell you on a local level that's not that's not true. Um, the vaccine is being administered as soon as it's made available and as soon as it's out, it's it's being administered. The problem is is in the reporting back. The system, there's a lot of paperwork involved with these vaccines, and there's a lot of challenges reporting it. People don't realize the, the paperwork that goes along with this vac these vaccines, and logistically that's that's part of the problem. But um, I know locally here there were over 800 doses of vaccine that were given and were reported back that didn't show up on the report and had to be, you know, reported again. And so um, uh, at least on a local level, I can attest because I, I, I have um, exposure to it. Those vaccines are being given as, as, you know, within hours to days after they arrive. And it's the reporting of the vaccine that, that seems to be a glitch that um, uh, when you hear that vaccines aren't being given, uh, quickly enough, it's it's because uh, they're not receiving the reporting back or they're not acknowledging it back quickly enough. And so, as you can expect, you know, the federal government is, is going to point fingers at the state. The state's going to point fingers at, at the federal government, and uh, everybody's going to point fingers at the, at, the, at the local guys. And so that's just kind of human nature. But um, my experience, what I'm seeing is, is as soon as this vaccine's arriving, 
it's being given as it as it's uh, been designated to be given. And I anticipate that next week, whatever vaccine we have locally will be given right away. Dr. Kevin shared our guest on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio, brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. Uh, I guess uh, hopefully, uh, you know, some good news uh, on that front is uh, we've heard that biotech and uh, Pfizer are planning to supply an additional 500 million doses of the vaccine this year, thanks to a new factory in Germany. Uh, so, uh, you know, we both follow Dr. Scott Gottlieb, a, a former uh, uh, FDA commissioner, and uh, his thought was, you know, by the time we get to the end of February, you know, we're going to have to open things up a little bit because the people that really want this vaccine, hopefully by the end of uh, February, will be vaccinated. And we've talked in previous programs, you know, of the issues of, you know, Governor DeWine has reported that 60 percent of uh, nursing home workers have refused the vaccine to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting to me, and just as, and this is just anecdotal, this is not based on any science. But my experience here is is that some of the uh, younger individuals and, and even some of the younger individuals who are on the front lines uh, are really skeptical about the vaccine. And, and in part, it is because uh, many of them have either had the virus or their friends have had the virus and really have not had any kind of serious consequences for the most part. So there, there's exceptions to that. And uh, we all have we all have horror stories about the virus. But a, a lot of our our frontline healthcare workers are somewhat skeptical. Now, these aren't the people that are working in the COVID units or on the very, very front lines, but it's it's more people just maybe, um, you know, one or two layers removed from, from facing it every day. On the other hand, my patients who have medical problems, my patients who are in that uh, high-risk category, they want the vaccine uh, almost without exception. Uh, the people that I know and see every day in my office, which, you know, may not be a complete representation of society, but the, uh, the vast majority of my patients, they want the vaccine. They realize the importance of it. They've studied it. They're intelligent in terms of uh, doing their research. And I'm not saying that people who refuse the vaccine are not intelligent. I'm not saying that. I'm not implying that. But what I'm saying is, is that the patients that I see every day, they want the vaccine. And I anticipate that the, the demand for the vaccine, especially in these high-risk groups, is going to be extremely high. Now, I read Dr. Gottlieb had said um, a while back that he felt like that, you know, that, that that demand would be exhausted, as you said, sometime in February. And I can't speak to that for sure. I don't know. But, you know, all along what we've been saying is, is that the majority of the people are probably not going to get the opportunity to get this vaccine until March and April. And uh, I'm not you know, it's, we still have a ways to go, but I guess I'm still going to stick with that prediction that it's going to be March to the April time frame before we really see significant numbers of people uh, across this country getting vaccinated. Doctor, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it as always, and uh, hopefully we'll come with some better news and uh, more infrastructure and more uh, uh, shots in arms by the time we get together next Tuesday. Well, absolutely, and uh, this is all going to work out. Um, I just everybody needs to be patient realize that on our end, uh, we're doing everything we can do to get this out just as quickly as we can, and it's not going to be fast enough for some people, and I understand that every day that it's important, but uh, I still have uh, faith and confidence that, uh, that in the end, this is all going to work out, and it's all going to be good. Thank you, Doctor. We appreciate right. it as always. Talk to you later. Our roots have been growing in the Miami Valley for over two decades. We are your hometown station, Real Roots Radio.